HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd in the Heritage Radio Network. This is Greg Blaze. I'm calling in live from Los Angeles today, and I'm happy to welcome another Californian, Sue Conley of Cowgirl Creamery, to the show. How are you today, Sue? Really good, Greg. How are you? I'm exhausted. <laughs> Last time we had you on the show in 2015, we included you in our Lost Cheese series to talk about how the drought affected your cheese production. 
As our listeners know, a few weeks ago, a series of wildfires killed many residents and destroyed huge areas north of San Francisco. The images we were seeing in the news were truly devastating. We'd love to hear from you, Sue, how you're doing and if Cowgirl Creamery was at all affected by those tragic fires. Well, we were lucky to be just south and west of the major fires. Um, and most of the dairies are in this area that are close to the coast. So we didn't yeah. have any direct hits. However, our, you know, the people who work um, on the dairies and for the cheesemakers, many of them were, uh, had damaged homes or lost homes. Not on our side, yeah. but oh. um, some of our friends had real, uh, really devastating losses. And That's many terrible. of the wineries, of course. What made these wildfires so large and devastating? It was the wind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes they, sense. The wind tunneled through the canyons, and so it was... It was closer to a Southern California situation than anything we've ever seen here. Um, wow. And this fire also started in six or eight places, so they couldn't track where it was going. And the wind yeah. was about 60 to 80 miles an hour, so it was like a torch. So we're, yeah, we're lucky a, that just... it was, didn't come this way. You know, it, it was the... Yeah. Will of the wind. That's the thing about it, about fires, those large fires, is that they don't discriminate, you know? It's just mm -hmm. uh, you're just at the mercy of nature. Um, it's terrible, but that's what lets us know, for better or worse, just how small we are in terms of, you know, what, we can ab what we're able to affect in our environment. Have other food producers been affected that you know of? Yes, and last night we participated in a fundraiser that was called mm -hmm. Chef's Giving, and it was put on by the chefs of San Francisco and ended with a gala in the ferry building where our Cowgirl Creamery Cheese Shop is located. Yeah. Um, and there were 60 wineries there sampling wine, and we had... We had 12 cheesemakers each bringing three different cheeses. And everybody, there were restaurants from the ferry building and the neighborhood that were just getting together to try to raise money, not for the wineries per se, but for the workers that were so affected both in housing and in job loss. So, you know, the restaurant, yeah. the whole... Um, tourist industry up there has been impacted. So many people lost their homes, but many more lost their work. And uh, yeah. so this uh, fundraiser, and they've had some musical concerts at the stadium, the baseball stadium that raised a lot. But, you know, this is the, the worry. I mean, how can people stay here? We've lost 5,000 5, homes and Already we had a shortage of housing. Yeah, that's, that's the effect. Uh, I mean, I'm here in Los Angeles working for Italy. We just opened this massive store. And uh, it's the way the state is set up, uh, just, you know, the, the 
just the vastness of California that I don't deal with on the East Coast, it's difficult to get people to drive in anyway to come and work yeah. in the city. It's just, it's tough. It's tough without those sort of, those sort of obstacles. We've had difficulty finding enough people to run our store. I mean, we have a very large store, but we, we, it's just like a, it's a dearth of, of people. When we, I interviewed a, a couple of weeks ago, I had Lisa Hall from Saxon Creamery on the show, and we talked about how the Wisconsin cheesemakers uh, came together to support, uh, to support hurricane victims. And you know, I know there's been a lot of support from the cheese community in California, as you just have, have told me. Um, and what she was saying is, uh, is really some of, the same, some of the same parallels down there. The businesses may have survived physically, but the people who work at them, that most important resource is what gets really shorted when things like right. this happen. What are the next steps uh, for, for you guys uh, to deal with that impending uh, labor crisis? Well, I my personal focus is is on housing and how we're going to increase inventory because uh, I mean, and, and I was thinking about that even before this tragedy, yeah. um, and it really is going to have to come from our politicians and our you know our county and state government to get this thing going. Um, we have that same issue on farms, you know, where in Point Reyes, for instance, yeah. there's just not affordable housing. So people are driving for an hour or two to get to work. And, um, you know, though we pay, you know, at the top of the scale, yeah. it's it's not enough. So, no, it is not. It's the cost of living is is high. That That's the exact problem that we're having at, at Italy is exactly that. You're, you're, the people who you're asking to come work for you are driving one to two hours. They're being paid a wage that's not even... And we, we're, not, we're not cheap. We will pay people to work for us. However, it's just... Uh, I think that the pay scale of almost every retail, specialized food retail person is way out of whack. If they want, if, if people who run shops like yours and, our, and ours want uh, a level of dedication and quality from employees, you have to pay them a certain amount of money so that their living situation is at least stable. You know, their quality of life, spending eight hours at work and five hours on the road to get there is just, that's not going to work for anybody. You know what I mean? No, it's it just not, not feasible. And, I I I feel I face that pretty much every day, and where I work, and just as a person who manages retail. Um, but what what's next? Uh, are there any other events or any other large events to uh, to sort of uh, to raise any more money? Are you guys putting that together? Um, That's or, probably or it for the else? year. That one was that one was huge, and uh, yeah. now we're now it's Christmas, uh, but. This is a rebuilding that will take ten years, so um, we'll keep we'll keep at it, but uh, don't have any plans for the immediate future. Right, I'm sure not. Well, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Sue 
about the wildfires in Northern California, and I want to catch up with her on some other cowgirl creamery stuff. So stay with us for a tiny bit. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm here talking with Sue Conley of uh, Calville Creamery about the wildfires in Northern California and how the cheese community has helped. On this part of the episode, I'd like to catch up on how Cowgirl has changed, how things have changed for you since we last spoke. When we spoke in 2015, it was the third year in a row of drought in California. Uh, Sue, have there been any changes in regulations around water usage since that time? Well, it's interesting because last year we had a record-setting rainfall. And so all the conservation rules were relaxed immediately. (laughs) What? Come on. (laughs) But we are still, uh, we're still saving water because, you know, it's, we basically have an arid climate and we're going to have more water shortages moving forward. Um, we did build a new creamery since I talked to you and we just started producing there about a month ago and we have all kinds of water saving, um, processes in place. That's fantastic. We had, uh, we had Albert Strauss, uh, who's your primary milk producer on the show to talk about their efforts to keep their company and processes sustainable. You know, Strauss Family Creamery is an amazing, innovative company. We talk about those water safety methods. Uh, do you work with them at all to implement your own sustainable processes? Well, we we have breakfast once a week, Albert and myself, <laughs> and we talk about these things and exchange uh, resources and ideas, definitely. And um, 
you know, it's never where we want it to be because we're both so small that they don't make the, the technology is for much larger uh, facilities and processors. So, you know, Albert is kind of a genius at putting together, um, you know, off the shelf technology that we can use in our place. Um, really? He he does really great things at the dairy. You know he yeah has, uh, got his methane digester I, that powers the whole ranch. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love the poop. The poop truck is uh, is amazing. Uh, what yeah? What he told me about you know like uh, that that's that's just brilliant. It, I really I really enjoyed uh, talking to Albert. Uh, the quality of the milk there, I just is just fantastic. When I, we were looking around for dairies, it was really different to be out here looking for for fluid milk uh, as opposed to the Northeast, where there's you know there's a there's a dairy every twenty feet in New England. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. like it's it's just such a different a different a different thing. So the company was like, well, you only found a certain amount of producers, and then I was. Working with Emily Acosta and Patricia Kataska on that on that project a little bit, they were doing most of the hard work, and I was just telling them to do more of it. But they 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 they, they scoured the countryside. It's just there's a there's an, it's just a different scene out here for that. I mean, would you agree with that? Well, it's, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of consolidation, and I think you know Wisconsin and uh, Vermont. Still maintain small dairies, and um, they pay premium price for cheese making and ice cream making. Um, Wisconsin <clears throat> still has a lot of very small dairies, and uh, through Organic Valley, they've been able to increase their revenue by certifying organic. Um, California yeah. just has bigger dairies, um, and they become very consolidated in the Central Valley. But in our area and Northern California, we've been able to maintain uh, smaller dairies. But by that, I mean, you know, 200 to 300 head. Right. In Wisconsin, they're more like 50 to 150. So they're uh, Strausses are are just a fantastic model because they are processors, so they buy from eight family dairies and right. uh, pay premium, um, and we pay Strauss premium pricing to get that quality and the certified organic standards. Why is it? Why? What? What's the root cause of the larger dairies? Why? Why does the smaller ones exist? Does it have to do just with how the land is and how the climate is? I mean, it's really arable farmland in uh, in New England. It's it's just a uh, it's almost like you know, it rains there all the time. It's moist. There's a lot of green stuff up there. Is that is that really it? It's just a shortage of pasture. Or no, there's great pasture like, here. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. At, and in the Central Valley, it's irrigated pasture. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's a prime growing area, and it's really uh-huh. easy to increase your herd. You know, the, in New England and Wisconsin, you have the stress of winter uh, and the stress right. of summer, and the cows are pretty relaxed all the time up 
Yeah. Yeah. Stress. Everybody's pretty relaxed all the time out here. I (laughs) am always like a raging East Coaster. They can can hear me like 20 blocks away when I walk up. (laughs) It's very, very funny. Um, It's cool. I really really loved working with with Albert. What's that? The cows are the cows are like that too, right? Yeah, they're not too hot or too cold, and they're just chill. So um, yeah, yeah, we we have great pasture too. We don't have a lot of water um, from rain because it doesn't rain in the summer. But most yeah. of the growing areas are irrigated. Not Point Reyes, you know. Point Reyes is yeah. dry all summer, and there's not a lot of water. But um, as you said, Albert's figured out ways to nurture the soil and, you know, take care of the land so that the pasture's uh, growing about eight months out of the year. That's brilliant. I really, I was pushing on him a little bit, not pushing, but I was like, I'm wondering if he was going to take any of those practices national or try to, try to influence. Anytime I talk to someone like that, if you guys were causality is, is part of your mission. I always wonder you just you can just get everybody on board somehow to do that because it, because that's it, that's the way it's going to be. Like things like these wildfires, I have to believe are a product of the climate in a changing world. Would you agree that? Would you agree on that? Uh, that's Definitely. why they made it so far up north, or is it just a freak thing that that happened? No, I think it's. It's climate change. I mean, I think, you know, it's just much more fierce than anything we've ever seen. And uh, we're just, I mean, I think we have to prepare for more. Right. That's more that trial, seems to me like if you use methods or if you have, if, 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 if you're used to using less resources to do large volume than someone like his dairy and, and through it, you, people like yourself who, uh, who are always conscious of, of, are conscious of conservation and the land, people have to buy into those. I mean, do you get pushback on that a lot? Do people in the dairy industry want to do that? And do, they, do you think that they realize how fragile that the ecosystem is and, it's, and, and the rapid change that it's going through? I do think that that is the case in our area, and um, we've had some amazing programs through our Marin Agricultural Land Trust and Sonoma Land Trust for um, carbon sequestration, you know, where they've proven that pasture land can be an effective uh, carbon sink, just as effective as a forest if a small amount of compost is added to the pasture just once. It's just on like an inch of compost once will replenish yeah. that soil and and uh, capture carbon. So, you know, c- dairies can be the answer. They're given a bad rap by right. some environmentalists, but if, you know... Is that for methane sure. production or they're just uh, not reusing? Why, why do they get it? Why do they get the... It takes in nitrogen out of the air, so it you know mm. cleans the air. Right. So anyway, you know, yeah. I just on, I sorry. get irritated that that some environmentalists just want 
the dairies to go away because they tend to be polluting if they're not managed properly. But right. they are the answer to in some environmental um, issues. You'd never want to cut down a forest or a you know a rainforest to make pasture land for hamburger. But if everything is in balance and the land is best suited for pasture, which is the case in our area, then it's the best food, the most efficient food to produce. So um, I'm really proud to be part of that agricultural, you know, animal husbandry um, part of our food system. Yeah, you should be. I have one last question for you. Uh, since we last spoke, you consolidated your business. You sold it to, to Emmy, and I was wondering uh, if if that was going well for you. If you were if you were if you were happy with the results of that purchase, and if you feel like that, that the Calgary Creamery is in good hands for the future. Yeah, we're uh, we're all pretty happy with the with the situation. We. They've been able to fund a new creamery for us and uh, also help us design it. So we're still, um, we have our our own management team, and uh, most of us have been with it for 10 years or more. Um, yeah. Maureen and Eric in cheese making and Deborah in sales. And, yeah. And, uh, so we're all maintaining our same positions, but we're going to be able to, make more cheese and experiment with new kinds of cheese. So that's, yeah. it's, it's very um, nerve wracking right now because we're learning how to work everything. You know, everything's new, but it should be pretty exciting coming up. I know you're waiting for our cottage cheese. Which will be yeah, great. I am. I am. Very patiently, I might add. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that things are going well through that. I, I always get concerned. I, I feel like, uh, you know, my friends, I've bought cheese from you guys forever, and, and I love you. So I always want to make sure that things remain the same. You know what I mean? The, for me, it's, uh, you guys have wonderful cheese uh, made with really high-quality milk, and you're great, you're great folks. I always am happy to buy stuff from you and put it in oh, our shop Greg. at Italy LA. Yeah. And um, on that note, I would say it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Sue. I really appreciate you uh, letting us in, uh, giving us some insight in the dairy industry at, heart, at large and also on, the, on those terrible wildfires and how the cheese community has come together to, to help people out. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks, Sue, again for coming on. And stay tuned next week for more Cutting the Curd. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. 
and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.